0: Hey y'all, Purse here, and thank you to all my listeners, all of you in recovery, discovery, or who are recovered, uh, for coming on and listening to me talk about mental health, my life in relation to mental health, and just how mental health affects my life, which is still my life in relation to mental health, but I feel like everyone in this world, especially, or at least, not especially, but at least the Western world, talks about the rule of threes, or... Um, sorry, operates within the rule of threes. So I always feel like saying things even if I'm repeating it, um, as long as I fit within the rule of threes. So what I want to talk about today um, are three things which I'm saying distinctly in the beginning so that I don't forget. <laughs> Fun fact, I've changed my uploading schedule to once a week instead of twice a week. But instead of choosing a day between Monday or Wednesday, I'm saying that depending on how my scheduling is set up and how things go with schooling, I will publish either on Monday or on Wednesday, so it's like a little surprise, and I'm doing this basically because I can't keep up the structure of having one specific day, nor can I keep up the structure, like having one specific day, regardless of the days, nor can I um, keep up the structure of having two days a week in general, regardless of the days, because I'm still trying to fit in how I I fit in my university, and I, I just can't have this also here i don't want to say mondays and then i spend a whole weekend working on a project and then i miss mondays and i'm like oh well i failed this week but i also don't want to say wednesdays because Wednesdays too heavy for um classes and it's actually very likely that i'll forget completely to upload on wednesday or i'll be away from my computer all day and then i'll just get to my dorm and crash because i'll be running around my campus so it's either monday or wednesday fun fridays are optional and if i miss a monday and then i miss a wednesday even if I don't post a fun Friday, my fail-safe is that I'll just post the regularly, like whatever real mental health related episode, like whatever regular episode, I'll just post that on Friday. Cause I have no classes on Friday. So Friday's my downtime. So Friday's like my my backup plan. See so yeah, I have plans on plans on plans. You'll learn about plans on plans on plans if you listen to my motivation and mental health episode. Race words and negative thought that's what it is. I paused and I thought about it and I paused and I thought about it, and it came back to me. race words and some negative thoughts that come with mental health stigma that's what I want to talk about so first thing I want to talk about is um, just race as it pertains to mental health, um, mainly because I am a person of color, I am a woman of color, I am a black woman and I know for a lot of ethnic minorities, and I don't want this episode to be dividing. I don't want this episode to kind of ostracize or not ostracize, but kind of like not apply to people who haven't had this experience, even if you are a part of an ethnic minority or if you're ethnically ambiguous or if you're not in an ethnic minority. You know, I I don't want you to feel left out if this doesn't apply to you. But I feel like this is also something very important to say because this is a reality for a lot of people of color and it's a reality that I even face. (sniffs) From the people that I've heard have heard these statements, I find a lot more of my ethnic friends feel a lot more helpless and a lot more stuck and unable to find resources when they are told certain things and these things I'll get into compared to my friends who come from an ethnic majority. I feel like my friends who have talked about come from an ethnic majority are just the people that I've witnessed who come from an ethnic majority still feel like they have a lot more safety nets even when their families aren't necessarily as supportive um, compared to some people in the ethnic minority. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to stereotype but um, in my opinion, in my experience, these things have been said more from families within an ethnic minority. And that's why I'm more so addressing people within an eth- ethnic minority. But I don't care what color your skin is, black, blue, white, purple, yellow, green, brown, mauve, magenta. If you can relate to what I'm saying, and maybe I can help you, then please continue. If you can't relate to what I'm saying, maybe listen and you can learn about another perspective and about how different families react to different things. I have heard, and I have been told, within ethnic minorities have been told, that depression and anxiety, and that implies most mental illness, like pretty much every mental illness, is a quote-unquote white person problem. Um, Raise your hand if you've heard this before. If you said, hey mom, I feel depressed, or hey, I feel anxious, and you get told, Oh, that's because you're ungrateful. That's because I do so much for you. You don't appreciate me. You don't appreciate your father. You don't appreciate this, that, whatever. Um, Raise your hand if you've been told, you know, I'm, I'm anxious and I'm depressed. Oh, that's a white people thing. That's because you don't have enough chores. You don't pay attention in class. Like, go pick up a mop. Go pick up a bucket. Go pick up your books. Or you get told, you know, go drink some tea. Go sleep. You'll be fine. Um, All these things when you know something's wrong inside you know that what you need is even if you're not sure maybe you're not sure if you're depressed but you know that to ease your mind you're becoming anxious because what you want is guided therapy what you want is just to sit down in front of a professional and say hey help me work these things out do you know even if it's like not a chemical thing but a death and you're like i you're like it's been months and i can't get over this like can i see someone um i've I wanna say I find a lot of again i'm I'm taking this from a racial perspective, but this can be anyone, but i'm gonna say I find a lot of parents in general and especially immigrant parents because there's certain certain a lot of cultures, especially um cultures I find that are Cultures where you need to kind of coexist together and it's more like you have money, but it's also like a hybrid money, a hybrid like barter and trade system where like everyone knows each other, everyone's friends, people help each other out, even though money exists. There's a lot of like implications that come with it that have to do socially like your kids need to be prim and proper your kids can't be running out in the bush they can't have their church clothes torn up they can't be saying this that not that to you know elders and teachers because everyone in the town will know your kids can't uh i don't know have kids out of wedlock or be have baby um before they graduate high school that's kind of stigmatized anywhere but especially in kind of like these kinds of cultures um and I find, you know, there are parents who are ashamed of certain things everywhere or who are scared of certain things because they don't understand them and they're they're just past their they're past their time, they're too old, they don't want to understand it, they want to stay in the of the reality that they know. And I find that happens a lot with immigrant parents, especially immigrant parents who are working a lot and work a lot of jobs, and you know, it's kind of like the poverty mentality. Um, it, it happens in politics too, where the most impoverished the mo- the people who are most affected by the political changes they just don't have the energy they don't have the time to, or they don't even have the education to sit down and read political platforms and read ballots and make an informed vote because either they don't have the education or they don't have the time because they're always working or they have the time but in that time they're sleeping because in the Majority of their time, they're working. It's the same kind of thing I find with kind of more new age ideas with, um, you know, especially a lot of immigrant parents who are like on that hustle. They are either working all the time or they have some spare time, but they're they're like tidying up the house or they're sleeping or they just they don't have the education. You know, they just their background limited them to the point where it's very hard for them to grasp the concepts that you're being faced with. Um in your life today and it's a reality it's a sad reality and that's why you get statements that like you know these mental health these mental health issues or these issues even identity issues you know they don't affect us they don't affect our race or what do you think your auntie back wherever whatever, is gonna say if i tell her this 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 and this or things like you're not grateful enough or you're not busy enough you know I've never been depressed. I've worked three jobs. I've been in school. I went to college. Whatever. I was never once depressed. If you're depressed, it's because you you don't read enough, or you don't have a job, or pick up more chores around the house. Um, and it's unfortunate that people who are suffering are met with these kind of ignorant statements, um, and are met with these sti- statements that are actually not helpful and can be can be lethal. You know, because these are the same parents that. Find their children no longer with them, and say, "Oh, I didn't know." Blah 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 blah. blah, blah whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and those situations could have been avoided, providing, provided, you know, people, people, um, people just listened. And I guess open their minds. And another thing, it could be a money thing. I'm not going to explain why it could be a money thing again or right now, but I'm going to come back to the money thing later on. Um, Another thing is mental health issues and not even just mental health issues, but mental health issues crossing into also learning disabilities and like cognitive disabilities. Um are sometimes met with uh, very outdated religious beliefs, again, which comes from ignorance, which can come from any race, but um, especially in a more modern, westernized uh, world, I find, or I've experienced, and the people close to me experience, that a lot of the negative rel- religious-based connotations also come from, um, from people who have immigrated from kind of like culturally different backgrounds, culturally, culturally different backgrounds that might be decades behind in technology and whatnot, and just general social, social education. So you might have great doctors from where your parents came from. You might have great astronauts from fr- where your parents came from, but the median of people aren't up to par with kind of like open mindedness and education of what's what's around in the world. And you hear things like, um, you literally, there. I know people who have been told. Just general issues um, about growing up, you know, tantrums and acting out that it was the devil trying to reach me or bad spirits were trying to come to me or I did something bad in a past life or because I felt this way, I was acting this way. It's because I actually did something bad within the week and I needed to fess up to grandma or fess up to auntie or whatever, fess up to someone about, about um, whatever the heck it was that I, I obviously did something wrong. I obviously did something bad. And that's why these bad spirits are following me and blah, 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 blah. And you see, it's unfortunate because you see like people who have seizures, like small children who have seizures, um, instead of, you know, they don't have access to, I guess, um, or the culture, the people in the community don't have access to, um, updated like medical facilities, but they also don't, have the education to go seek out better medical facilities, they'll call a priest. Um, And sometimes exorcisms. There's a story once of um, this child, I think it was in the Philippines, but it could have been somewhere else in that area, a child who was having a seizure and was smothered to death because the babysitter and the mother actually jumped on the child thinking that it was a demon within the body of the child instead of just, you know, the brain was short circuiting um, and the child died from being smothered and crushed. And that's reality for a lot of people. And I think that's a very vast reality for a lot of ethnic minorities whose parents come from cultures that perpetuate stereotypes like this. Um, same things with um, cognitive disabilities, um, things like, say? things like autism or being on the spectrum or like ADHD or blah, 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 blah. A lot of things like that, that I would say, quote unquote, like less outwardly harmful, but are make make someone, quote unquote, different from everyone else. I've seen, you know, elders of a community blame parents, more so the mother because it's patriarchal society. So bring the mother, say, you know you something you did something wrong and it transferred to the womb and now your kids like this or you know you weren't a good enough wife and it transferred to the room and your the womb and your kids so not only are you shaming the kid but you're shaming the mom and you're shaming the parents and you did something wrong in your past life so now your kids like this or you went clubbing that one time at 19 and now your kids or like, whatever 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 instead of just like okay this is how our child is. Let's work on it. That's whatever. But instead, people are playing the blame game and people are saying, um, oh no, what was this, 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 this. You're being punished by the spirits that be blah 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 blah. Um, for things that are seen as more quote unquote scary, um, and less you know, more scary, um, more. More mysterious, less understood things like dissociative identity disorder, also known as like multiple personality disorder, or schizophrenia, or psychosis. Those things have huge, huge, um, I find in a lot of ignorant cultures. I'm not even gonna say like minorities or immigrants, I'm just gonna say ignorant cultures not immigrant cultures but ignorant cultures no matter where you are there's ignorance and those kinds of more things that people you know the pop culture kind of ones the ones that people are more afraid of In those more so ignorant cultures you get a lot of um again biblical references a lot of the devil is here there's bad spirits here that's why you're hearing voices that's why you're blah 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 I'm no ghostologist. you know I'm not saying spirits exist don't exist religions this religions that what I'm saying is that Okay, some people I guess have experiences where they see things and they think it's the devil and they think that it was like, you know, a way for God to speak to them and they never experience psychosis again and it's it had to do after like the death of their kid and they think it was like this whole thing. You know, that's fine. But if someone's having schizophrenic episodes over a long period of time or even if you have one schizophrenic episode, sure if that's what you believe, it could be Jesus, Joseph, and Mary trying to contact you, but it also could be an issue, and I feel like it's it's nice to get multiple opinions, you know. Like even if even if you honest honestly think it's like God trying to contact you through voices in your head, and again, I'm not you know whatever. I'm not passing judgment on your life. It would probably still be also nice to allow your child or to allow yourself to go talk to a therapist because maybe they might just say, oh no, never mind. You had this kind of trauma and we can relate it back to this and hear some pills and the voices will go away and here's some therapy and contact me every two weeks and we'll continue you know, we'll get you on a plan. And then you realize that works. And it was actually just something in your head. Um something like in your head that you just needed regulating. So in my opinion like whatever you believe, whatever you believe getting as many opinions and getting as much evidence is better than just going off of one theory. So regardless of what you believe, regardless of what you think, regardless of whether you think the voices in your head are because you're being punished for murdering someone in the past life, like maybe that's your life, maybe that's your truth. Um, it might also just be smart to get an opinion from a medical professional as well. Um, Instead of your grandma who, you know, condemns voodoo magic and says that, um, carrot cleaning and purge is the way to like clear your soul. I actually, that's an example that I wanted to use because that's that's something I had to do when I was younger. My mental health issues obviously presented themselves when I was younger because like your mental health issues don't just appear when you're diagnosed. Like obviously you've been going through them. That's why you're going to seek a diagnosis. Um, but especially when I was younger, um, my grandmother just liked to do this cleaning and purge thing. Um, where she would like use carrots and like mash up carrots and make carrot juice and she'd just make us drink carrots I think it was like a whole day like we could just eat or drink nothing but carrot juice and like eat carrots and I think she wanted I think I don't know if carrots are laxative, or she was using them as if they were laxative, like having like a prune diet and I guess she was like when you, when the carrots pass through you, the carrots are gonna like cleanse your soul and cleanse your body and like all the bad deeds you've done. It's like saying hail marys, but instead instead you're drinking carrots. And this wasn't because of a mental health thing or because of a cognitive thing. This is just something my my grandmother did. I think it was like a month and once a month or like once every couple months because like that was her superstition. So. I have been around, and now who knows, maybe the, the carrots have are the reason why I've, I've been successful in certain aspects of my life. Maybe the carrots are the reason why I've been unsuccessful in certain aspects. Maybe the carrots are the reason why I have mental health. Oh my gosh, the carrots are the ins- Like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to debate over the scientific validity of carrots cleansing my soul and making my life perfect. Obviously they didn't do that because I have a whole bunch of issues. Um, But I am gonna say That there are people who, for example, I'm, I'm, my grandmother has Alzheimer's now, so she probably doesn't remember a lot of things. Um, and I don't talk to her for other reasons at the moment. Anyway, but I'm pretty sure that if we had a good relationship or if we had a, a talking, a speaking relationship and she had her full faculties and I went up to her and I said, Grandma, I present with characteristics for BPD, borderline personality disorder and major depression and anxiety and some daydream stuff and blah, blah, blah. She'd probably say, let's get out the carrots. We need to clean and purge your soul, you know. Um, and there's something to be said for like you know just positive speak. There have been there have been people who have have stories about you know getting rid of their cancer because they were just super positive and they went to work and like every night before they went to bed and every morning when they woke up they just spoke to like their breast or they spoke they envisioned their lungs or they spoke to like I don't know their brain and they were like go away cancer and then like the cancer went away like that's that's a story from some lady that my mom who has cancer told me because she was looking up like alternative treatments at one point in her life and there's this one lady who was like I got rid of my cancer by just telling my cancer to nicely leave my body and, like, you know what, if that works for you, that's great. But most people need to go through rounds of debilitating radiation to just shrink the cancer. Same thing for, like, for um psychiatric treatment for mental health. Like, if you just get up every day and you tell yourself, you know what, I'm not going to feel anxious, and you don't feel anxious – that's great for you, but a, a lot of people actually need ongoing talk therapy and medication or workbooks or whatnot. And it's nice that if you, it's nice to know that you have that option. That if you've been telling yourself every morning, "I'm not going to feel anxious every day," and you still feel anxious every day, you have that option to go see somebody. Anyway, so those are some of the examples that I've used, and it, uh, some of the examples of ways that um ignorant families can just belittle or invalidate someone's um, mental health issues. More on the ethnic minority side, I know a lot of people have just been told, you know what, what you're dealing with is not an issue that people of our race or people of our creed or people of our religion or people of our family deal with. You know, that's an issue for other people um, and you need to figure it out. That's what people have been told. I know people who have been told, oh, you have these issues because your mother did this, this, this in her youth and you are now the punishment for whatever. You know, I, I know people have been told, um, no, it's a religious punishment or there's bad spirits or blah, 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 or blah, 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 like all kinds of theories. I'm not here to debate the validity of the theories, but I'm here to say that it, they would have probably just gotten a more constructive response from uh, a, a psychiatric professional, psych, psychiatric medical professional um, in a vast majority of the cases. Um, Or at least have felt better or had more peace of mind had they even just gone to see a psychiatric medical professional Even if they went to see the professional and the professional said something and they said, you know what? I think I believe that I have demons more than I believe that I Just have this disorder that can be treated with medication I'm gonna go with the demon theory at least now you feel better because you exhausted all your options and you decided That demons are the option for you. Then that's that's the option for you, but at least you You tried multiple things. Um, And, oh, I wanted to talk about the money, because I talked about the ignorance perspective, the education perspective, the work-time balance perspective, also the money perspective. Um... Especially if you're from, say, a country like the States, where healthcare is not really universal at all, and you kind of pay out of pocket, um, and your parents work, and especially more so on the immigrant side, they're working jobs that may not have great benefits, if you have benefits at all, and you come up to them and you say, oh, I think I'm depressed, which might be something that they don't necessarily believe in already, and, uh, and they say, okay, that's fine, and then you say, I want to see a side psych- a psychologist or a psychiatrist, already they're skeptical, but now they think of it as a waste of money or they think of it as money they don't have. So whereas you, with your knowledge of that, you have the Twitter and the internet and the Facebook, and you can look up, you know, you can look up the DSM-5 yourself and you can say, you know what, I think I, I match for these criteria. I want to see someone. I want to get it confirmed. I want to, you know, move forward. They don't have that perspective. They don't have the time to do all the research you did. Um, so now not only do they think you you're saying you have something that they don't think is real, but now they think you want to waste money. And a lot of people, even people who are aware of the, the helpfulness of psychiatry and who are aware of mental health issues that, that exist and how they can, they can be alleviated by talk therapy are just ashamed to go to psychiatrist or they don't want to go to psychiatrist because even though they've been diagnosed or they believe they have a mental health issue, they think psychiatry won't help because they think it's just someone telling them how to run their life and you you can't tell me how to run my my life so I'm just going to take this medication or not to take this medication and fix it myself. So imagine someone who's not as educated, someone who doesn't understand mental health issues, someone who doesn't understand the importance of talk therapy if you think that's something that works for you but they don't get it. and they also think talk therapy is just someone telling you how to run your life. Um, or, or even worse, they think that you're trying to seek parenting from someone that's not them. Like you're trying to get a sur- surrogate parent. And you're also asking them to spend money on this. Money that you don't have from insurance that you can't get. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Drink some tea. Get some sleep. Get out your books. Go vacuum. And depression be gone. So... um, there's also a a financial component as well, especially if you're coming from a immigrant family or a family that doesn't have as much money in a country where even in countries where healthcare is universal, psychiatric services are generally not covered or they're very basic. And there's very, there's like year long wait times and it's, you need to jump through a bunch of hoops. You need to get a bunch of papers signed, especially if you're under age and blah, 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 and whatever, 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 whatever. Um, so now I'm just, that's, that was me explaining that perspective and also explaining, you know, how certain people from ignorant families and minority families, things that they hear sometimes that invalidate them and also reasons why parents might have this point of view. And I think it's just financial background. They don't, not only do they not understand what you're talking about, but they don't want to throw money at it. Um, an ignorance thing. They think that it's, it's stemming from a religious thing, or they think it's stemming from not being busy, or they think, you know, people from your family don't get this, or they just don't understand it. You know, you say bipolar and they hear mood swings and they hear you just need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and whatever, 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 an education thing, just the time tired thing. They just haven't, don't have enough time to invest themselves into your, your mental issues or whatnot. Um, I think I had another point to make on this, this grain, but I completely forgot it. Anyway, uh, moving forward. Um, I want to talk about ways that you can seek help yourself. If you feel unsafe talking to your family about your mental health issues, if you feel like your family's more so on kind of like that Religious fanatical end, especially if you think you have a more intense psychiatric psychiatric issue, um, and you think your family's on a more intense religious end, and you think you know exorcisms might happen or seances might happen, or you might get sent away, or you know you just might be dangerous. Or if it's it's if it's less serious, well it's just as serious um, because you're not getting the medical help that you need, um, but it's it's less I guess less imminently dangerous on a parental front and just more dangerous from your own psychiatric health front. Um, and anywhere in between, I'm going to try and give resources to um, to people who think they don't have any resources until they move out of their family house. It's not even move out of their family house, but move out and get their own job and get their own insurance and whatnot. Um, furthermore, I, oh, one of the comparisons I wanted to make, it just came back to me, was like, Sometimes even when you go to parents, um, especially, you know, um, just ignorant parents or immigrant parents, and you you don't even like break an arm, you just say you have like pains, certain pains, or you think you have a cold or whatnot. Or it's, it's like progression, progressing and you're like, maybe I should go see a specialist. Maybe I have some sort of like juvenile arthritis. And they're like, arthritis, I worked on the farm for this long. Like, you don't have nothing. Like, go drink some tea and go to sleep. Or you have a cold and they're like, cold, you want to go to a doctor for a cold? Go drink some, go sniff some Vicks and go to sleep. Like, it's the Vicks, it's the tea, it's the soup, and then it's the sleep. And that's going to cure everything. Like, your grades are failing, go to sleep you're an insomniac go to sleep you sleep all the time go to more sleep but sleep less somehow you're supposed to sleep but you're supposed to sleep less if your issue is sleeping um you know even like sometimes like you sprain your wrist or you like i i know french friends who have like pulled like their ankle like they've like stretched out their, or they've hyperextended their ankle and they're like limping and everyone's like, you should go see an, a doctor before it gets worse. And they're like, my mom won't let me go see a doctor. She thinks I should just sleep, and like, and spend less time running around outside. That's what she told me to like sleep. And everyone else is like, no, you should probably just get a brace. Like, yes, take take some weight off it, but get a brace and maybe get it checked out to make sure it doesn't set improperly and they're like no 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 my mom won't take it like seriously my mom won't take me to a doctor she just says to sleep and spend less time running around outside and spend more time reading so and these are like real physical things like you know your mom touches your ankle and it's swollen and she's like you know just sleep it's fine drink some tea have some soup go to sleep it's fine so imagine you coming to them with something that's invisible and you're like hey mom I, I kind of want to end my life because I'm depressed and she's like if you sleep, you won't be thinking about these kinds of things. Go to sleep. I'm not paying for a psychiatrist. Anyway, so my my analogy here was just gonna be like, you know, you break an you break an arm, you'd think you'd go to the doctor and get it set or get a cast. Just like something in your brain might not be working right, you think you'd go to a brain doctor and you'd get a "Quote unquote," brain cast with this medication, whatnot, 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 and work to get better. Um, but in a lot of certain families, families that are less educated, families that are more ignorant, families that just may not understand just how you correlate a mental instability with a, a mental doctor, um, with the equivalence of a broken arm to a physical doctor. They might not like. They might not even correlate a broken arm to a physical doctor because when they were younger, th- that wasn't an option. They didn't have the money, or they didn't have the medicine um so they just dealt with it or they just didn't like literally just we didn't break our arms when we were kids because we couldn't afford it so we just made sure not to break our arms um so trying to convince them of physical illnesses needing the same kind of treatment and attention good luck so i've talked about this in my resources episode more connecting episodes but if you're in university i'm gonna go through the university one um obviously if you're an adult with your own job and your own insurance do whatever you want get your own get your own um psychiatrist what i do want to say to everyone who's been in this situation who's had their mental health issues invalidated don't fall into the trap of perpetuating the ignorance that had been that people had tried to indoctrinate within you don't procreate knowing better and have kids and say the same damaging things to your children if you think you have an issue if you think you need to seek help the moment you're able to get that help for yourself don't let those don't finally feel free finally feel like you're able to make the call pick up the phone and stop because you hear your mother grandmother aunt uncles whatever's voice in your head saying oh people in our family don't have these issues oh it's just because you didn't go to church oh it's because your mom did this this in her youth and you're the punishment don't let those kind, don't let those words stop you from getting the help you need or getting the help you need too late anything you feel is valid even if you go to a psychotherapist or you go to a doctor or you go to whomever for it doesn't even need to be a mental issue it could be a physical issue i have friends who have like um like autoimmune diseases like fibromyalgia and things like that who had to fight their families to be seen i know people like who had to fight their families to be seen for physical issues because even though they're physical and they're easy easily tested because they're not as obvious as a broken arm you know, parents just said, well, we don't have the money or we don't have the time or I just, I think you're faking it. I think you're being a whiny, you know, millennial kid. And they had to fight their families and they went to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, you have a serious issue. So this does not even extend to mental health. If you have any sort of issue that you think, is hindering your life and you think that it can be an actual problem don't let all those things that had been told to you in your youth and over time cloud you getting the help you need for you because at the end of the day your grandma doesn't need to live with your achy bones or your mood swings or your suicidal ideation or anything your mom doesn't need to deal with it your brother doesn't need to deal with it your mom's best friend back in Jamaica who you've never met but they talk about you on the phone every other week doesn't need to deal with it you need to deal with it. So you need to get yourself the help that you need. The help that you need. Okay? Get what you need. So that's what I'm saying to everyone. Even like, even if you go to the doctor, that's what I meant to say. Even if you go to the doctor, no matter what kind of doctor for any issue, and they say, no, you're fine, or, yeah, you're kind of fine, it might be a progressive issue, like if you continue on the way you are, you might feel the pains that you're thinking you're feeling, take these pills or do this, or um, if you have any other questions – At least you now have that peace of mind knowing that you don't have the thing you thought you had, or at least you have that peace of mind knowing that you don't have it right now, but you might get it, but it's preventable. And now you know how to prevent it, whereas before you didn't know how to prevent it. Or you know what, you're validated, and you're told that yes, you have what you suspected, here's how we can fix it. Or you don't have what you suspected, but you have something else. You went for one thing and you realize that you have something else. And it's unfortunate if you don't want to have anything, but at least now you you know you have something and you can treat it before it's terrible. Um, so always get help if you think you need help. Anyway, ways that you can get help. Again, if you're an adult with your own money and your own insurance and you live on your own or, or you're autonomous, so even if you live with your family, they're like, where are you going? You can lie and you can say, I have a project to do at work, but really you're going to go psychiatrist. Like... I think for someone in your demographic, all you really need is to get over that mental hurdle of those thoughts perpetuating in your head, circling in your head of, of, you know, we don't have this or this isn't a disease for us or whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. You just need to get over that and seek the help that you need. If you're in university, I've talked about this before, at least the university I go to and the universities around me are really great because you get student insurance. So even if you can't use your parents' insurance and bill a psychiatrist or bill a special, even a medical, like a physical medical specialist um, for something because they're like, what the Ross Clotis As I told you, like, you know, if you can't do that, you have your student insurance. It might not cover the whole cost, but it helps you, you know, to find maybe someone on a cheaper side, whatever you need, someone on the cheaper side, um, someone closer to whatever coverage you have from your student insurance. If you already work a part-time job, you can start saving up money so that you can pay the difference, um, whatever it is. And honestly, I tell everyone, regardless of you, if you need it or not, Read through whatever insurance policy you have, even if your parents have an insurance policy and they say go, go nuts, but they're they're they just don't consider themselves responsible for you know telling you you do have chiropractic serv- services, you can get exu- acupuncture, you can get this, you can get that. Like, even if you're just on your parents' insurance, ask them to read the policy. You people have like thousands of dollars in, in insurance that they never claim, and it just kind of like Because each year year it renews. It doesn't carry over. It's not like if you don't use it for five years, you now have $5,000. No, you just wasted $1,000 over five years. You've wasted $5,000 and now you're back at $1,000. So like... And check out whatever insurance policy you have and try and get that money out of whatever. Like, if you think your back kind of hurts, you have the insurance, I mean, you're paying into it. Go get a back adjustment. Go get checked out. Go get a massage just to feel better, you know? Whatever. Use your insurance money. It's there. No one else can use it. No one else is going to use it. It's just going to renew. And that hundreds of hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars is going to get flushed down the drain. But especially for... um Students who have built-in student, student insurance with their schools and never had access to their parents' insurance, really go through th- that insurance with a fine tooth and comb and see how you can put in claims, see if there's an ability to put in claims, especially if you live in your with your parents with a way that they won't be able to stumble across any of your mail a lot of um especially student insurance plans have apps now where you literally just take pictures of receipts and that's the way the claim gets filed and it's all digital you just need to hide the receipt i wouldn't say shred the receipt just in case you get audited um because that would be a headache but at least just like hide the receipt somewhere i don't know anyway Student insurance is a godsend. Also, the suggestion suggestion that I'm going to give next, which is for kids still living under their um, parents' insurance um, but aren't able to use those benefits for you know, these services, my suggestion to them will also apply to U.S. students and also apply to adults who are working but don't have great benefits. But also, one last point for students, even if you are able, even if your parents are like, hey you can use our insurance for whatever you need, but you can't go over the insurance because we can't afford to pay any money out of pocket for whatever services you need. And you find the insurance isn't enough. Some student plans will allow you to, um, I think it's like copay or combine coverage. So you can use parts of your existing insurance and parts of your student insurance to cover all of it. So if your student ins- insurance covers some, but not all, cause there's a limit or up to whatever, whatever, but your existing insurance from your parents or your own, maybe you have your own, but it's not that great, and you can combine them, then you have a great system. It might be twice as much work. You need to put in twice as many claims. You need to put in one from one insurance and the other from the other insurance. But, but, however, may, pero, pero, uh, there's a word for but in Latin, but I forget what it is. No matter what, you're, you're still getting... You're still stretching out the life of the services that you need. So, finally, for my kids who are still under their parents' insurance, and they're not allowed to use their parents' insurance, or they are allowed to use their parents' insurance, but it's not enough to cover the services that you need. And this can also apply to students who don't have any options, or to adults who or like adults with every sense of the word who don't have the options. Um, spend time. Go to a library. Go and look up. If you you don't feel safe doing it at home, go look up. Um, free clinics or voluntary clinics in your area that you could possibly transit to or drive to if you're older, but you can't afford it, whatever that you can get to. Um, Start that process. Get on that wait list. You might be waiting for a couple months. You might be waiting for a couple weeks. You might be lucky and get like the next appointment if someone can't drops out. You might be waiting for years. Honestly, there are some places where people wait for years, but at least you're starting the process to get free voluntary counseling services from a few psychiatrists or a bunch of social workers or some psychologists or whatnot, or maybe before you can get into the psychologist, the the center has, you know, groups that you can go into. They might not be groups for people, certain diagnoses because you haven't been diagnosed, but they might just have like general support groups that you can drop into and talk. And it might be led by a psychologist who might not have the time to see you one-on-one, but because you're in this group, they can kind of help lead you through, um, working through the things that you're experiencing until you can see them or someone else one-on-one. So there, there are few, well, I won't say few and far between, but you might need to look for them, especially if you live in a community or a culture or in an area where mental health services aren't advertised or aren't taken seriously. And, um, and or, you know, it's just not people's priority. So they might be harder to find depending on where you live. But I know they exist. They're out there. They might be a journey to get to. It depends on what you're feeling. I mean, and how, how, how much you think it's affecting your life. That's only something that you can gauge if you're willing to take a two hour bus ride there and back or two hour commute altogether to get to this place and get back home. Um, also an excuse to go there, I'd say extracurriculars. I would say, um, especially if you're in a family where you have a lot of autonomy. So in a family where, you can, where you're allowed to use buses, you're allowed to use subways, it's not like your parents need to know where you are and they pick you up straight to and from school, that might get a little hairier. Um, but especially if you need to find your own way to where you're going and from where you're going, make your appointments right after school or especially if you're in upper grades for high school and you have a spare, make it like during your spare and say, you know, i'm i'm staying at school during my spirit at work and then i have drama club or just je- dra- don't choose a club that your parents expect you to have like something to show for don't say i'm in like drama and they're like when's your performance and you're like um don't say i'm in like electric car club and then they're like oh you said you went to that electric car competition a how did you get there b how did you play c why didn't you invite us say you're in like i'm in recreational chess if you don't know how to play chess and you don't plan on learning don't say that either maybe say like I edit the newspaper. Not I write for the newspaper. Literally, I just edit for the newspaper, and my school doesn't credit all of our editors because there's too many. So my name's not on the newspaper. And then just every month or so, buy the school newspaper and like choose a random article and be like, I edited this before there were so many grammatical errors. She spelt Saturday as seaweed and she spelt Sunday as squid. And I don't like, you know, like, um, so fit that in so that you're able to I don't want to advocate lying, but honestly if it's life or death, lie. Um, so that you can fit that into your schedule and you can get to where you need to go and then you can come home from your thing and if they're like, oh, how was recreational newspaper editing and or silent reading club and you're just like, Oh, it was it was great. Also another idea if your parents are very hyper vigilant on um picking you up to and from wherever you go because they're they're kind of helicoptery as well i wouldn't suggest this because this can go wrong if like there's an emergency and your parents need to like they're used to picking you up from school so they just show up and they're like you know what especially if your sibling goes to the school and your sibling's also not on your team and your parents like go get your sister from recreational chess club slash silent reading club and then he walks into the school and either finds out that club doesn't exist or shows up. And there is a club like that at your school, but you're not there because you're actually like a half hour away seeking like psychiatric services or at group therapy with these people. And then your parents are calling you and they're like, where'd you go? And you're like, Oh, I went to like the Tim Hortons Starbucks down the street, but really you need to now like run to get back to school. But anyway, my, 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 my suggestion that I really honestly don't suggest, but it's the only solution I can think of in my head at the moment, is to, um, especially if you're in upper years and you have a spare, but your parents insist on picking you up from wherever they dropped you off at, um, strategically place, plan your, um, plan your appointment time, take a bus or even a cab, make, get a, Get a um, side job, part time job so that you can pay that Uber fare. Uber to the place, rush in, get like get your um session done. Literally call the Uber before your session's over so that they're right there when it's time to leave. Jump in the Uber, Uber back to school like from like a back door so that your parents don't see you coming out some random person's car, and then text your parents and be like, oh, chess. Slash silent reading recreational club is going to be over in like three minutes. And they're like, okay. But again, I wouldn't really suggest that. What I would suggest, though, is if you are not entirely engulfed by people who invalidate you and you do have maybe an aunt or a close family friend or an older cousin, you know, someone who's an adult in their own right, and you are not an adult and you have no help from your parents, maybe try and enlist like your mom's best friend who's a lot more you know, even though they're close friends, she's a lot more um, open and a lot more understanding than your mom. Maybe say like, is there a way that I can ask my mom to have you pick me up and drop me off from school and then you take me to therapy or take me to this specialist or this chiropractor so I can get the help I need or will you cover for me or whatnot or whatnot. Um, See if you can enlist a trusted adult um, to help you get the resources that you need. So that's my my ending it went from like race and mental health to ignorance and mental health so i don't know whether i'm gonna call it race and mental health or ignorance and mental health because i feel like ignorance and mental health can just encompass so many things and not so much race um although there have been some racial undertones in here because different cultures hear different things because people are just different um and that's fine (laughs) um okay so as always Check me out on my anchor, personally borderline. Check me out on my Twitter at persborderline, p-e-r-s borderline. Um, no, 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 no. I said in my last episode. Oh gosh, my voice. My mouth is so dry. I said in my last episode, assuming I published these in the right order, um, that I was also creating at Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. But I don't have any of the names or any of the official handles for those things because I finished recording that and then immediately started recording this because I don't have my computer with me at the moment. So none of those things exist as of the time of me recording. So um, if you are listening to this hoping to get the official handles, I say head over to my Twitter at P-E-R-S borderline and look for the tweet in which I've tweeted all of my new handles next to whatever social media they relate to. My question is, are you a part of an ethnic minority? Are you not a part of an ethnic minority? What are some ways that, and what are some ways, so it's like all my questions are multi-part questions. What are some ways your families have reacted to your mental health issues or even physical issues? Has they been positive? Have they been negative? What are some of the things that you said, and do you think those things were said um, Based off of an educational background based off of race slash cultural background, do you think it was based off of them just not having the the time or attention span to really pay attention to you, which is unfortunately for unfortunate, do you think their reactions had to came from like a a money financial kind of standpoint you know like so tell me where do you what are you where are you from what's your background? what are the issues that you are dealing with? who did you tell in your family how did they react? why do you think that they reacted um and how what and even even if you want to add on what do you think would be a better reaction what would you if you were if the reaction was bad or even if the reaction was good if you were your parent and your child or someone you were close to like a a a young adult that was close to you, family friend cousin niece whatever came up to you and said that they were dealing what you were with what you were dealing with how would you change the response that you received so that it would be more positive and even more helpful and even more constructive for that young person so that they didn't feel ostracized or alone or run on. So let me know all those things, all those questions. Um, thank you for listening, my, my listeners in recovery, in discovery, and those of you who have recovered. Um, and as always, I will be there for you until the next podcast episode.